You're listening to the My NFT Journey podcast. Each week our host Andy Storch will share his journey and newly found passion for non-fungible tokens. Quicker questions, what was the first NFT that you bought? The first NFT that I bought was a Miss O'Cool Girl, I think. I haven't I haven't bought very many at all. I like uh, Juliet Blake does a STEM, does a does a um, a young a teen and tween girl empowerment series called Miss O Cool Girls, and Juliet is awesome. And she's been doing she's been like helping out youngsters and kids for years and years and years. And I t- I met her I met her a couple of months ago, but I am not an avid consumer of NFTs. I'm not I I don't. You know, again, I love art. I love yeah. things, but I'm not. I'm not an investor in NFT. I'm a very, right. very reluctant uh, player in this space. Right? I, I, I admire Miss O Cool Girls. I think they're awesome. I don't own apes. I don't own V Friends. I don't own any of those things. Yeah, which is fine. And and one of the main reasons that I don't own those things is it's and it's this is just a personal choice. I'm unwilling to piss away six gallons of gasoline. <laughs> so, <laughs> for to to do it right i just i need a better solution i need better tech for it and that's and that's so so but but i do really love i do really love juliet blake's miss o miss o cool girls she's uh she's she's one of the good guys she's looking at she's looking after you know teens and tweens man and that's that's like the whole future is how do we how do we educate support mentor and lift up you know, kids from the ages of like, you know, like 11 to 19 and a half, right? That's a, that's a very important bit of work from where I'm sitting. Yeah, I totally understand that. And, and certainly I think a lot of people have hesitations around the energy that it consumes, the efficiency and figuring out a better way. And uh, we have a partnership right now with voice.com, which is a carbon neutral platform for creating NFTs, but it's not on the main chain. So there's, of course, there's, there's pros and cons, trade-offs to, to all that stuff, many things to be looked into, and, and it's cool that you're out there talking to people. So now I want to transition to talking more about what you're doing today, and I want to talk about the roller coaster project as well, because I'm really interested in that. But what are you doing now? You're working primarily as a consultant, and then you also have this roller coaster NFT project starting, and tell me more. Yep. So again... I mean, and this doesn't this doesn't distinguish my current business from any others. I mean, my my entire life has been just like one one happy business accident after another. You know, it was like I was on my way to the. Hey, that's, that's the mark of a great. That's the mark of a great entrepreneur. That's what my business looks like too. Like someone suggests something, I'm like, oh, that's a good business idea. Let's follow that. Well, that was the thing. I was like, you know, I was talking to somebody a couple of days ago. Like, whenever I talk to somebody, we will talk, and and like some awesome idea will come up, and I've. It took me a while to to like muster the arrogance to say it, but like I've been in thousands of conversations over my life where fantastic, amazing ideas have come up. And guess what? I'm the common denominator to those conversations, right? I mean, I'm able to see stuff and surface things. And I'm and this is a gift. This is that I've been given, right? I didn't like, you know, I didn't beg, borrow, or steal this. It just happens. The difference between I think an entrepreneur and everybody else is that when that idea moment happens for an entrepreneur, it's it's a little more like Velcro for us than it is for a regular person. A lot of people we can talk about, oh my gosh, what it, you know, this this warehouse, I was having a conversation one day, I'll, I'll swirl my camera around a little bit. This here is a soon to be completely empty, 3000 square foot, 25 foot high warehouse. 
And once upon a time, I was talking to a buddy of mine and we were talking about Disney. And I was like, wow, you know what would be cool in here is if we built a roller coaster, like a space mountain kind of roller coaster right here in this warehouse. You can control yeah. the light. It's big. The walls are white. So you could project onto the walls and everything like that. The, you know, it's like it's mine. I can do whatever I want with it. The difference between an entrepreneur and a normal person is a normal person would say, yeah, man, that would be awesome. And then that's it. Then we like go home right. and back to our life. Yeah. That's that, that very conversation happened on, I think, February something of this year. And one thing has led to another, Andy. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I, you know, I will add, that's not just between a normal person and an entrepreneur, because I'm an entrepreneur. I think an entrepreneur, you also are pulled to the ideas that you feel like are somewhat within your wheelhouse. Not always, right? You're also a builder. I wouldn't necessarily consider myself that. So I'm an entrepreneur, but if I was in that situation, I would be like, yeah, that'd be cool. We should find somebody to do that, but not going to be me. But let's, let's back it up because I watched your YouTube video or I watched a YouTube video earlier. Like You have built some legit backyard roller coasters, like not just like, oh, this goes in a little circle, like a real kind of roller coaster with a chain pulling people up and like you've done all the math and everything. It was on the news in your backyard in Southern California. And that's why you tell that story and then where you're going with that and how it connects to NFTs. Sure. Okay. So, so in my, I've built five backyard roller coasters and each one has been more ridiculous than the last. Uh, the most, the most recent one I built was like 2018, 2019 thereabouts. We named it the Gold Boss. It was a 20 foot high roller coaster from the lowest piece of the track to the highest piece of the track. There was about 480, maybe 500 feet of track and had a top speed of 23 miles an hour. There was one of the, one of the parts had a 70 degree bank angle turn that pulled three G's in the 720 degree helix turn. I mean, it was like, and it was dude, it was smooth. It was really, really well built. Yeah. I watched the video. It looks, and it was, so it was like a legit backyard roller coaster and me and my buddy, John Elliott and and a couple of other people, we built this thing as it happened, since it was the fifth one, there's actually a Netflix TV show that you can go, you can go, go to Netflix and search amazing interiors. I think it's episode seven and it tells the whole story of the build. And so, and so like we did a great job because, you know, there were cameras around and we just love that. But yes, I'm a builder. I love to put stuff together, right? When there's a, I'm building a fancy, couple of fancy camper RVs out of sprinter vans here in my shop because I stopped traveling after COVID. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I've got some experience in that. And then, I'm all, and then I've also built this community and, it, and I've learned recently that it's worldwide community of people who are roller coaster enthusiasts, people, there are people working at Disney Imagineering, Universal Studios, Hollywood, I mean, roller coaster manufacturers all over the world who started out their interest in roller coasters by watching the videos that I made in my backyard in 2014. I've spoken to these people and, huh. and dude, it's like, I get emotional. I talked to, there's a kid named, he's 19. I don't know. You can call him a kid if you want to, but I do. Gus Machado. He's got 2 million TikTok followers and he lives in Sao Paulo, Brazil, 19 years old. And I, yeah. I reached out to him. I was like, dude, I love your stuff. I'd love to talk sometime. I get on the zoom with this guy and he goes, Oh my God, it's you. I'm like, what? He's like, dude, you taught me how to build coasters. I'm doing this because you taught me how to do it. You inspired me. I mean, and now this is his job. He builds back at roller coasters. Red Bull sponsors his TikTok videos. I mean, 
Really? Yeah, he's just studying mechanical engineering. He's in his second, hmm. uh, second year of college. And there's a dozen of those stories, people whose lives I accidentally you know, yeah. impacted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure and so we're all getting together now. I've gathered up like all the backyard roller coaster builders, all the, the loons like myself from all ages yeah. and stages, right? Paul Gregg, mm -hmm. retired aerospace, Boeing aerospace engineer from Seattle. He's like working on this project. And so the, so the project is we're going to build the roller coaster and we're going to call it Moonshot. And it's not going to be Space Mountain exactly. It's going to be a, a moon, an, a Project Artemis, NASA-inspired rocket ride to the moon. And I, I won't tell you all of the all of the things, but we're going to build like a full-on lunar habitat space station in here that'll be kind of like a museum quality thing where people can learn about solar power, sustainability, hydroponics and water reclamation, you know, 3D printing, all of the things that are like super yeah. important if we want to be interplanetary. We're building yeah. this museum grade experience here and we're going to pay for it with the NFT. The NFT is going to power, the Coaster Punks NFT is going to power this project. And then I mentioned, we talked a little bit earlier about the environmental impact of so many of the of the things and of so many of the NFT projects and the blockchain in general. And so on the roof, I own 3,000 feet of this warehouse, but it's a 9,000 foot building, 9,000 square feet. We're going to build 125,000 watt solar array on the roof of this building. And what that's going to do is that's going to power the blockchain that we use, and it's going to power the coaster and a whole lot of other things. We're going to put enough solar power on the roof of this building as part of our NFT project. We're going to put enough solar on the roof of this building to power 15 American homes mm. on an ongoing basis. And, and a solar farm, by the way, lasts about 20 years. And so that's how long that technology lasts. And so we're going to put 20 times 15 times uh, 20 years times 15 homes worth of electricity back into the grid as part mm. of our project, because I'm not comfortable pissing away 5.8 gallons of gas to buy an yeah. egg. And so we're just going to do that. And then some friends of mine from the Netflix industry and the TV and all of that, they found out a woman named Carrie Byron, who's one of the original Mythbusters, another woman named Tamara Robertson, who's another one of the Mythbusters in this company, Explore Media. They heard about this. They want to create an eight episode educational TV series about the NFT project, about the build, about the solar farm, about this whole big project. And in addition to building that TV series, they're also going to create educational curriculum for the project so that kids can learn about the math and the physics and the science of all, everything that we're doing. And then Explore Media will has, at the moment, Explore Media has is sends their content and streams their content to 2 million teen and tween students in the United States. And so 2 million kids are going to get to benefit from this education that we're mm. creating through the through the Coaster Punks project. And so, like, so how's the how's the NFT? Sorry, how's the NFT part going to work? Like, why would people buy it? What what benefits are they going to get? And, and you know, why would people be interested? So you're going to know more about the investment value of an actual NFT, right? You buy a Coaster Punk, or you buy a V Friend, or you buy a whatever. You buy it for however much you buy it, and then there's a secondary market, and you know way more, Andy, about how that works. So, so there's all of that, which you know you can explain to me again better than I can explain to you. What we want to deliver is the in terms of the utility of our project is 
I mean, I'm, there's going to be a collection of 10,000 coaster punks. And then according to what things show up in the, in the, in the image and what the metadata contains, we're going to have a launch party. So like my personal favorite is that one of these NFTs is going to be the golden ticket. And for the golden ticket, you're going to be able to take the first ride at the launch event on the coaster when it's built. We're making a television series. And so a lot of people are going to have an opportunity, depending on what NFT you hold, you might be invited to do like a cameo on one of the episodes of the TV show. We're going to have build days. There's going to be a launch event where thousands of people will be invited to come and ride the coaster at the launch event. We're going to also host a bunch of events around the country. So like VIP tour at Disney days, a couple of the NFTs, you know, a VIP tour at Disney, in case you don't know, is this $700 an hour tour guide that walks you around Disneyland and walks you to the front mm. of the yacht line and you get to see fancy, cool stuff. It's like a rich guy thing. And so we're going to invite, you know, lots and lots of people. We're going to have a bunch of VIP tour days. We're going to give away a bunch of theme park tickets because we are roller coaster enthusiast uh, type of folks. You'll have meet and greets with Carrie Byron and other Mythbusters and other celebrities. So there's a whole bunch of just like fun associated with the project that we're going to deliver as, as part of the project. But this NFT project is, I think, different from a lot of them in that our project, our NFT collection, Coaster Punks, it's 80% 80 of what we talk about, at least, is the project itself the build, the solar farm, the TV series. And then 20% of what we're talking about is the actual nuts and bolts of the NFT. What's the secondary market value of this thing? How are they going to be traded? I mean, I can think of one scenario. So let's say I live in LA, I buy an NFT and my NFT that my Coaster Punks NFT has the golden ticket. I can ride the first ride, but I'm in LA. We're going to build the coaster in Connecticut and I might not be able to travel. And so I can sell my NFT on the secondary market, OpenSea or wherever. I can sell it to somebody who lives nearby, and then they yeah. can have the golden ticket. And so, so there'll be a bunch of there'll be a bunch of that type of transactions going on. And then there's just like the collectability of it. I mean, we're making a freaking TV show out of this thing. Where we've got like you know we're gonna have we're gonna have astronauts at the launch party, like NASA astronauts at the launch party. It's going to be a big deal. And so that will drive the value of the actual NFTs, I think. But again, we right there is where we reach sort of like the edge of my expertise in this space and we, and we move right into yours. So I'd love to know what you think would be so great about a Coaster Punks NFT. I would genuinely like to know. <laughs> well, I'm thinking through it. And so I just did an episode recently where I talked about some of the benefits long-term for NFTs and, and why people need to be thinking more about it. And I think one of the big obvious ones, one that's become more obvious to me lately is about membership and community and access and how, for example, at Disney could sell a pass, you know, an annual pass or even a lifetime pass for a lot of money and then someone could use it for as long as they want and then decide to resell it possibly even for more money. And then obviously Disney's going to get the, you know, like a 10% on that or whatever their, their deal is in the back end. So some type of access, of course, would be really interesting, you know, possibly like, you know, behind the scenes access, both virtual and in person meeting people, like you mentioned, I mean, being able to go ride the ride, right? Like people love roller coasters. Yes, you can go pay hundreds or thousands of dollars and go to a bunch of parks and ride roller coasters, but there's probably something special about going to 
like a private coaster that someone's built in a, a warehouse or a backyard that you can go ride again and again if you have that that special access and bringing friends and, and stuff like that. I don't know. There's, there's probably a lot of creative things you can do with it, letting people host parties there and stuff like that if they have the right membership level. And then there's, I'm sure there's more you can create along the way. Yeah. Yeah, I was, uh, as you were talking, we, one of the things, because of the, na- the nature that's the tech we're using to build this thing, we're using a, a piece of software called VFD, you know, Vector Force, something or other, and we're using No Limits 2, which is a specifically a roller coaster thing, and SolidWorks and a bunch of design software. Because of the way we're designing this coaster, we're going to come out the other end of it with like a 100% VR model. That you can mm. that you can go and experience, and so we're we're noodling around with the ideas, like you know we're going to go through and build this whole thing. We're going to power it with a whole NFT. It wouldn't kill us necessarily to build a metaverse version of it as well. Yeah, eventually it goes to the metaverse. Yeah, so that anybody who holds a Coaster Punks NFT can ride the coaster in the metaverse, and and so we can build we can build. I mean, we're like literally button clicks away from being able to build VR versions of this ride because of the and way I can we're see, like we're we yeah i mean we're still probably a few years away from most you know a lot of people being able to really access that right a lot of people don't necessarily have vr but we're going to get there yeah and you can also build in like a lot of attributes people could you could customize specialize people could choose certain things based on the nfts they have i was even thinking you could have like little digital billboards along the way and whoever if you hold yep. an nft you could choose yeah we've got naming rights there, obviously within reason. we've got naming rights for the solar farm that we're building yeah we're, we're naming mm-hmm. the solar farm aristarchus after the astronomer who who built the first heliocentric model of the solar system which is the the sun in the middle uh aristarchus was the was the astronomer who figured that out it's also aristarchus is also the name of the shiniest part of the moon it's the part that's the most reflective on the moon aristarchus mm-hmm. crater so, so we'll have like, you'll be able to name a solar panel after you. We'll be able to, you'll be able to name track segments. We could do, like you say, we could do like billboards and stuff like that. Some, one of the Disney early on, Walt Disney yeah. did a whole lot of that product placement and branding stuff, but there's, there's huge amounts. We've got to spread, we got a list a mile long. The, what I want to do in the, in the NFT art part of it is we want to make sure that it's not just a line in the metadata. We want some physical representation that, that like, mm-hmm. hey, he's got naming rights or hey, he's got, there's like one of the, one of the things on the little thing is there's a wrench, which means yeah. you get to come to one of the build days, right? And so like the wrench is a visual piece of the NFT art. And then in the metadata, it says, right. you know, cool. one build day, and then you get to come and build, you get to come and be on the crew for the TV show. And so there's so many ways that our community can participate in this thing. And so it's it's a value to the coaster community, I think, because it's a real community, and I've been building it for a decade. And you, and you will create community around it, like you said, coaster community. It's something that brings people together that they, they love. Yeah. Well, I think that's the difference, Andy. We're not building a community around our NFT. We're building an NFT around our community. Right. Yeah, but the, the community, community yes. started growing in 2014. Yeah, which is great. Like you're not trying to force something; it's already there. Um, well, we got to no, wrap I- things up. The last thing I want to ask you is is more from a macro, broad perspective. You know, you're building this roller coaster project NFTs. You're consulting people. Like, what are you most excited about when you think about the future and where we're going with Web three and everything related to it? The the thing that I love best about Web three, and I've learned it through the Coaster Punks adventure, is that the unlikeliest of 
passion projects, wonder, community, connection that we have in our, in our real lives, as far away from our business lives as you could imagine, those things can be amplified, you know, socially and financially in ways that we never would have expected, right? I mean, you know, Coaster Punks is going to be a lucrative event, but more important than that, it's going to make sure Gus Machado in Sao Paulo, Brazil has all the money he needs to finish engineering school. And, and that is the most magical, amazing thing I could ever, I could ever want. Yeah. So good. So good. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, people that want to get in touch with you, want to find out more about what you're doing, find out more about Coaster Punks, uh, where should they go? Coasterpunks.com. Coasterpunks.com. And are you active on Twitter as well? Yep. Yeah. I'm at Will Pemble pretty much everywhere. Just Will Pemble, one word. Yeah. Actually using your name like me. We're anomalies in Web3. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you coming yeah, yeah, on, Yeah, I'm, I'm me. This has been a fantastic discussion. I'm excited to see what happens. And I want to come see that roller coaster one day. Oh, heck yeah, man. We're, we're, we're going to whitelist the heck out of you, Andy Storch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, buddy. Take care. All right. Peace. Thanks again for listening to my NFT journey. Hey, I wanted to take a moment to let you know that our podcast right now is sponsored by voice.com. Yeah, voice is an easy place for creators to create carbon neutral NFTs. That's right. You may have heard about NFTs from the outcry around environmental impact and how much energy is being burned by Bitcoin and Ethereum and other cryptocurrencies and NFTs and tokens traded on the blockchain. Well, voice is 65,000 times more energy efficient than Bitcoin and 17,000 times more energy efficient than Ethereum. So if you're looking to create some NFTs very easily or buy some NFTs, especially low-cost NFTs, very easily with U.S. dollars and without burning lots of energy or impacting the environment, then check out voice.com. I am working on creating my own collection of NFTs on voice, and I've found so far that it's extremely easy. All you need is the right graphic, the right strategy, or what you want to create. Decide what you want to give to people when they buy the NFTs, and then go set it up. It only takes a few minutes. So go check it out, voice.com, and let me know what you think.